the official president of the United States, has warned the world they will face Armageddon if Russia uses tactical nukes in Ukraine. And when the Russian president said that the use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine is senseless, the Biden administration reversed the no first use and sole purpose policies regarding nuclear warfare, meaning that the U.S. will now consider first strike nuclear attacks against non-nuclear threats. In a surprising break from projection and gaslighting, U.S. Congressman Jamie Raskin recently explained the truth behind the current U.S. policy with Russia. Russia is an Orthodox Christian country with traditional social values. And for that reason, it must be destroyed, no matter what the cost to us. So this is not a conventional war. This is a jihad. Jamie Raskin said that out loud, but many in Washington agree with him. In both parties, they would like to see World War trans immediately. On the surface, that's what this is. World War trans. That is what the United States has become. To the rest of the world, America has become the land of abortions, castrations, death, and lies. Meanwhile, our diesel fuel is set to run out before the winter, and our leadership could care less what are we doing to increase the supply of diesel, given that the Energy Information Administration said as of October 14th, the U.S. only had about a 25-day supply. You have yeah. the Northeast and, and New York already rationing home heating oil. What are we doing to prepare for the winter and to ramp up supply of diesel? I'll, I'll take the question on the diesel, because I just don't have the, the data on that in front of me. So let me take that, and, and, uh, and we'll get back to you on that. But but writ large, the, the president has been working very, very hard uh, to make sure that we're uh, that not only are, are are we ready for fluctuations that could come, and of course the prices are going down, and, and we think that's important, um, uh, but that we are also doing what we can to help our European friends and partners who are also going to be facing a long cold winter. We have doubled our commitment. The commitment he made in March for natural gas exports to Europe, we've doubled that commitment. The president has cut off our fuel and given away our emergency reserves. Without diesel fuel, the entire nation comes to a halt. And at this point, nothing is being done to stop it. The problem is, at this point, there may not be an answer because there may not be a way to avoid a disaster. Diesel fuel is not just low in this country, it's low in every Western nation that has aligned itself with Ukraine. All these nations preparing for World War trans are running out of diesel fuel. While millions may be scratching their heads over World War trans, too afraid to speak against it, Russian President Vladimir Putin recently explained what it's all about and how Russia has already been there. He said, after the 1917 revolution, the Bolsheviks also said that they would change existing ways and customs, and not just political and economic ones, but the very notion of human morality and the foundations of a healthy society. The destruction of age-old values, religion, and relations between people, up to and including the total rejection of family. All this was proclaimed progress, widely supported around the world back then, and was quite fashionable, same as today. Parent number one and parent number two, birthing parent instead of mother. I repeat, this is nothing new, and they made such a mess it still makes one shudder at times. President Putin says America should do what they want, but leave Russia out of it. 
They've already been there. And seeing as how Americans have become nothing but submissive spectators, it seems as if the United States will be going there as well, starting this winter. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome, folks, to October 29th, 2022. We are very, very, very close uh, to the election. There's a lot of things I want to get into today. One of the main things is trying to reach all of you and get through to you the importance and the fact that this is not business as usual. There is nothing business as usual going on in the world, at least for the past decade. But uh, as we spiral into this, the most important thing I think I can reach out to you and, and, and the best amount of information that I can get to you is just get prepared. It's time to get prepared. Um, the Democrats, they've been holding us hostage for years. You think that they're just going to give up and let everything go on the wayside and then burrow back into their rat's nest? That's not going to happen. So with the massive escalation of nuclear war, it's a very real possibility. You have to consider it. You have to consider the lockdowns and things that will follow uh, any type of nuclear exchange with Russia or whomever um, that they decide to have us go to war with uh, outside of Congress, by the way. They, we haven't voted to go to war, um, but there's U.S. soldiers in Russia fighting Russians right now. Um, with no congressional outreach or authority or approval. So we are already in a dictatorship 100%, and Obama and uh, Christopher Ray and other individuals are behind dictating um, the puppet Biden. And that's kind of the dangers of us accepting Biden as being the president in general. And I know most of you listening don't accept him at all uh, or don't recognize him. But the fact is, is that they successfully installed somebody that hardly knows how to speak, and he's out representing America. What do you think that says? That demonstrates massive amount of weakness. What does that say? Come and eat us, oh holy wolves. Come eat the United States. We are primed and helpless. Not only have they sent most of our arms and uh, military infrastructure to Ukraine— leaving us defenseless here. Uh, they also are shutting off energy uh, going into the United States and all, also all across the world. And one of the big things that I want to talk about now, granted, this sounds gloom and doom and everything else, and it is because you should accept the fact that this is real. You should accept the fact that this is going to happen. And if it does not happen, then I will eat my hat. But if it does happen, you will be very happy that you prepared. And one of the things that 
I need you to understand, and the thing that I'm trying to get through to you is it's more important now to prepare for power outages, supply shortages, fuel shortages, energy shortages, just the, the fundamental supplies to live and exist are under attack right now. And the big wave is next year at the beginning of next year. That's the big blow that's going to happen. Mike Adams has been right on target uh, talking about it. I'm going to play one of his uh, special little reports, at least a segment of it, in the next segment. But I just want you to understand the importance, because I don't know how long I'm going to be on this show. I don't know how long my show is going to last. Now, I'll always be available on the podcast you can always reach me. There'll always be a way that we can we can reach each other. Now, if you're in my region, in FEMA Region 10, formerly known as Oregon, I highly advise for you to go to noncompliantamerica.com, subscribe, and also you can write me on my email at jm at noncompliantamerica.com. Now, we're seeing all these successes going on in the election, and a lot of you are saying, this isn't going to happen, this isn't going to happen. You know, I'm getting, I've gotten more election texts. I don't even know how I got on these databases than I've ever gotten, right? I even got another one that's very scary, and I'm going to read it to you. Tell me if this is not concerning to you, because it's definitely concerning to me. And this number, I'm going to call it out, the number is 503 974 3971. Okay. This thing bot text me. It's a big uh, purple banner. You guys might have gotten this. This is how I know that the Democrats are panicking. This is how I know. And I'm going to read the text message to you. It says, Oregon's are already voting. Return your ballot today. Paid for by emerging American majorities. Okay. So that's probably just a front group one of the ballot stuffing organizations that we saw in 2000 Mules, that's very likely this organization. Because it's all about grandstanding against minorities and the, the oppressed and, and everything else, when really they're the oppressors, when really they're the criminals, when really they're the predators. We already know this, okay? But more importantly, the most important thing is, is listen, I'm going gonna, I'm, uh, I'm gonna to read this to you so you, so you understand. It says, our records show your ballot still needs to be returned. Join your neighbors, return your ballot today, and make your voice heard. Then it has a Secretary of State or star show voter search log to track your ballot and reply stop. Now, it's important to track your ballot. Yes, absolutely. But who in the hell gave these guys permission to text me? And here's the thing. Here's the rub. Here's what I'm talking about. This is why I know they're panicking, because we know their game. We are not turning in our ballots until election day. Do you know why? Because they steal it, because they rob us, and they count how many Republican uh, inquiries or Republican votes are in there. Then they go, okay, we got three days. We got to stuff 150,000 ballots in to vote Democrats so we win this election. That's how the scam works. And that's why Carrie Lake was so successful uh, in Arizona, because they waited. And so did we. We waited here. We're, we're hip to this. But they're panicking, trying to induce people to do early voting, 
because early voting gives them enough time to stuff the ballot box. If you wait, if you have not voted at this point, if you have not hand turned in your ballot, which I highly recommend only turn in your ballot. Do not put it in a ballot box and you have to do it on election day. And here's why. Because they cannot stuff the ballot boxes in the 12 hour period from the time that you put it in until the election is determined. They don't have enough time to jump and put in a hundred or 200,000 or tens of thousands, however many, but they need to know that number so much so that they're desperate exposing their hand, texting somebody like me, our records show your ballot still needs to be returned. So join and turn in your ballot today. Hell no, I'm not turning in my ballot today. I'm not turning in my ballot till election day, and you shouldn't either. And that's the fundamental thing that is so important in this transmission today, if I can relay it to you, is you have to wait. You have to hold up. Take the day off. Call in sick. Go to work late. We have these criminals right where we want them. We have them. We can defeat them and we can cut the head off of the snake right now, but it's up to you, the conservative, Republican, free-thinking, independent, individual, rugged individual, American. It's up to you. If we do not take this over right now, if we don't turn Oregon and the rest of the country red right now, we are done because we know where they're headed. We know what they're going to do. They're going to further not protect us, they are further going to deindustrialize, rob our futures, more importantly, our kids' futures and our grandkids' futures. That's what they're robbing right now. If you saw the press release the other day, I'm going to play it for you, uh, where somebody from the press asked the Biden administration what the uh, they're going to do about the diesel shortage because we got 25 days, and this was a couple days ago, 25 days of reserves, that's it, till we're done. And we're giving the European countries all of our diesel and all of our shortages. Diesel runs the world. Diesel is the key to the whole equation. And you know what he says? Well, we're working the best we can. We're doing the best we can. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're, we're prepared for dips. And there's always dips in the economy. Which, in other words, bullshit. He didn't say anything. You got to get prepared, folks. And you got to be ready. More importantly... Do not vote until Election Day. We'll be right back. Powerful transmission ahead. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Folks, red alert, emergency. Our country is being captured from within, from without. We are being distracted by all the hysteria and the nonsense. I'd love to sit here and talk about Elon Musk and him taking over Twitter and how that's a great thing. And it is a very good thing. And it's nice that we have... You know, some some good solid patriots out there doing 
the good work for the American people and definitely setting the precedent. Now, that is a great thing, right? There's also a lot of really good things happening. But understand, understand this. As these good things are happening, do you think these criminals and these predators that have had our, their foot on our neck for years are going to relinquish power gracefully? The answer is no. The answer is in front of us knowing that they know that we have their number now. They know that they've been exposed. They know this. They know there is a giant, ginormous red wave coming to where we could knock these guys out. We could knock these Democrats out a decade. But you have to understand, this does not come lightly. This is not easy. This is going to involve real sacrifice because we are in a war for this country and a war for the world against these tyrannical tyrants, these mad scientists that are trying to dominate you all the way down into your extinction. They want to put some goggles on you to where you're in a 3D reality. You're completely out of touch with what's going on in the world to where eventually they just want to inject you with something and you die. That's what they want. That's what they talk about. That's what they've been talking about. Crazy as it may sound, the richest people in the world are getting together and talking about this very thing. That's what they want. And they use code like inclusive, all inclusive, and for the greater economy and for equality and of man. And they use nonsense like this to push their agenda through. Twitter was one of the front groups that was doing that very thing, creating equality. We want a better equality for everybody to have a nice, safe space to go to. Meanwhile, they were banning everybody that they deemed hate speech. And what was hate speech? Saying ivermectin was a good prophylactic for the coronavirus. And hey, the vaccine's killing people. But we're seeing that now, aren't we? We're seeing that now, the vaccine's killing tons of people. We're seeing deaths of celebrities, young kids, sports players, everybody. People are just dying everywhere. There's a girl locally. Uh, she used to be a police officer. She is now in a triple bypass heart surgery right now. Now, do I know her? Yes. Did I ask her if she got the vaccine? Do I really need to? Right? It's a common side effect. The CDC released prior to even the injections coming out. They accidentally released all of the uh, side effects of what this vaccine does. So they have plausible deniability. They can say, oh, okay. Yeah, no, we released that to the public. Yeah, no, I, we knew it was going to kill people. We knew it was going to give kids heart attacks. Yeah, we knew that. Duh. Come on. We, we're on your side, guys. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Why'd you still release it? Why are you still approving it? Why are you still doing this? It's all a game, folks. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth to confuse you, to get you distracted. While they sew up all the resources, turn off our power, turn off our electricity, turn off our communication, turn off, turn off our way of life, consolidate all of the world's commodities and wealth, which is what they're doing right now, which is why now there's been a report that the UK, Russia submitted a report stating that the UK was part of blowing up that Nord Stream pipeline. Think about that. What incentive would Russia have 
to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. They don't. That was a, that was a money supply for them. They were supplying Europe with oil. Why would they blow that up? And if they were going to blow it up, why wouldn't they just turn it off? And if they weren't going to turn it off, why wouldn't they just blow it up on land? Why would they go a thousand feet under underwater special op sub submarines and be all cloak and dagger about it? Because they don't have an incentive to do it. Who does have an incentive? Who is currently actively destroying our country? Who's on his third term as president? That's Obama. Feels like 2008, 2010, 2012 again, doesn't it? Where there's chaos, mass transgender movements happening everywhere, all these successes happening with transgender, the transgender guy going to the White House. You know that's not Biden. That's Mr. Obama and his husband, Michael. Right? Come on, guys. So I just got this report. U.S. rushes... Now, this is from uh, Newsmax. U.S. rushes nuclear warheads to Europe. Russia warns with a response. Russia on Saturday accelerated the deployment of modernization of U.S. B-61 tactical nuclear weapons as NATO-based Europeans would lower the nuclear threshold. And Russia would take to move into the account the military planning. So we are rushing nuclear bombs to Ukraine right now. That's what's happening as of today, Saturday. Politico reported October 26, the United States told a closed NATO meeting this month it would accelerate the deployment of modernized version of B-61, B-61-12, the new weapons arriving at Europe basis by December, several months earlier than planned. They need a distraction from this giant red wave that's happening everywhere, everywhere across the country. People are getting privy to it. People know what's happening. Now, one of the things that I think is being overlooked right now, but it's, it's the most important battle that's happening, at least locally, and I really want to emphasize it and get into it next segment, but that is the schools and the school boards and the parents and the moms that are getting behind and actively going to these school board meetings and confronting these people for the disgusting groomers that they are. And there was a very, very powerful presentation given just the other day in Clackamas County. I want to play for it on the next segment. But guys, listen, time to get prepared. Time to get prepared. Time to get prepared. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. I'm Joshua Michael, and we'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. Third segment, Non-Compliant America. Taking the gloves off. I'm no longer uh, interested in uh, or concerned about your feelings. You don't want to believe 
what I'm telling you is the truth, by all means, just stick your head back in the sand. But either way, things are still coming. Things are still coming to a head. A lot of you guys don't want to believe it. That's fine. That's fine. When you're on the chopping block or you're sitting there staring at a vaccine camp or a checkpoint by some military officer uh, who's keeping you from going to the grocery store, cutting off your power, keeping you from traveling, think of me and uh, just know I didn't warn you. I am no longer interested in dancing around your feelings anymore. So there's that. Another thing that uh, is fed up is the parents. One of the best things that's come out of COVID is the fact that it's gotten everybody off of their chair. Now we're really seeing it with this giant red wave that's coming. uh, And we will see it and continue to see victories happening. But rest assured, these emotional terrorists, Democrat, communist, tyrannical regime embeds that are embedded in all these school boards, they're embedded into our government agencies, city workers, judges, DAs, governors. They're all working on a syndicated network level, collaborating with a communist-style backbone. We have been captured for years. Once you take the glasses off and you can see, you can never unsee it again. And uh, one of the best things that I could tell you to do is go look at uh, John Guandalo's report. I'm going to put it up on my uh, stream for this podcast so you guys can take a look. He really breaks down a lot of that information um, on how we're infiltrated and the importance of being able to combat it, how you combat it. Uh, But the best thing to do is just the easiest thing to do. The first thing to do is just see it, recognize it. Once you, like I said, take the glasses off, it's, it's game over, folks. These guys... They can only operate in the shadows. They can only operate in the gray area. So the next uh, clip I'm going to play, and it's going to go into the next piece. Uh, It was at the North Clackamas School Board meeting uh, on October 27th. These two brave parents, but they're fed up too. They're fed up with the nonsense and the garbage that these tyrannical communists have embedded themselves into these school boards, have been able to get away with. And I have to commend these two parents for standing in front of all the courtroom of their peers, but they did it right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it here in just a second, but they did it right. And let me explain to you. They brought a cell phone. They both have their cell phones. I know Quincy was there recording it. That's the video uh, from Quincy, the black conservative pe- preacher who I'm going to be playing from. Uh, he was there recording it, but they were recording it as well. So they had their phone on these people because it's not about the courtroom. It's about the court of public opinion, and we are winning the court of public opinion. So I just want to commend these parents that bravo to you. This is the type of activism we need to do in every level if we want to take this country back. Now, just get started Hello. here. My name is Jennifer Corbis. And this is my husband, Michael Corbis, and my daughter, Kylie Corbis. I will be speaking for her as a family, and then Mike will continue. Uh, we are, uh, she's a freshman at Rex Putnam High School. Our older son, Levi, would be here, but he had to work tonight. He's a senior at Rex Putnam. 
And um, we are here really to remind you of what this oppressor, oppressed ideology that you're teaching to our kids is doing. It's creating bigoted bullies who feel it is appropriate and okay to violently bully and threaten this little girl right here. She experiences disability because her family is in the quote-unquote oppressor group that you've taught our kids about. And they, that, if someone doesn't believe the same way as someone who's in the oppressed group, then you can do whatever you want and lash out in any way that you deem necessary. And that is what it's come to, and that's what you're teaching our kids with this ideology, that they can actually threaten and hate and literally violently threat a child who experiences disability because her family does not believe the way they want them to. Yep. That's what you're teaching our Keep kids. Keep in mind, this little girl is disabled. Now it goes to the dad. You, the, the specific thing that was said about her, amongst other things, was that she needed a TARD guard. A TARD guard. This is by a student um, who felt and called my son homophobic and felt they could just say that because there's no restrictions on this particular group of oppressed people, which happens to be the LGBTQ kids. Yep. Not all of them, but many. It's granting so, them a license to be a bully. Um, I want to remind you, two weeks ago, I spoke here about how um, the oppressor-oppressed ideology that my, my wife spoke about that you teach kids has created activist, bigoted bullies in the LGBTQ. Uh, I gave examples of how teaching this ideology has given LGBTQ kids permission to lash out in any way they deem fit just because someone doesn't believe the way they want them to. And, and uh, I, I read messages last week that were quite disgusting. I think we would agree. There's only two, two of you here, these two ladies. Um, I don't know where you were, and there was some other guy that interrupted me. But they were disgusting. And um, they take uh, to threaten violence against a disabled child, my daughter, and her brother, just because they are Christians and don't believe the way they want them to. You have taught them that they are oppressed and can do anything they want without, without being called out uh, on the hate that they, they spew. One of you, as I said, even tried to silence me. I think it was a guy named Steve. Please, well, please no personal. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, I won't do it again, I promise. Well, I'm back with new written evidence. We got new, and we have a ton of this, I'll just tell you. These kids are prolific with the hate. All right, these LGBTQ activist bullies are prolific with it. But before I read these hate messages, messages, once again, let me be clear. My issue is not with the LGBT community as a whole. I count many as friends and have found them to be reasonably, reasonable people who I can agree to disagree on different viewpoints with. They are allies in this fight against the few bigoted LGBTQ activist bullies, which includes teachers, administrators, and maybe some of you, uh, and this harmful ideology you are teaching in our schools. So yes. here we go, okay? Brother in Christ, Jesus lived in a cave with his homies for a long time. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but they definitely... This message right. is being sent That's to their kids at school. That's a direct attack on somebody's faith, on our faith. But nobody cares. Why don't we make a law where all men, including you, need to get a vasectomy? Or is that not in your little book, the Bible? Your mom should have aborted you. You get no hose, bro. We can tell. Why don't you pray for some bitches? You were definitely a failed abortion. You're going to hell. I hope you know that. Burning in hell. 
It's yeah, not. trying no. to cut them off right now. No, it's not. School board trying to cut them off. No, that is not the case. Don't don't silence it. You you end up you end up making this more public when you do that. That's what yes. happened with the guy last week. Let me just check with our timer. I heard you say we had a student speaker and one other. Yeah. Call it like it is. Call it like it is. They're trying to silence him right now. There you go. Your mom is gay. Laugh out loud. Can't wait for your coming out video. I don't know, bro. Your mom satisfies me pretty good. I mean, that's that's sexual harassment. Let me restate. My issue is not with the LGBTQ community as a whole. As I said, I count many as friends. I've had many stay in my rental properties. Many in the LGBT community are reasonable, live and let live folks. You do you and I'll do me type people. But this smaller group of activists are intent on stirring up hate amongst the younger generation of students in order to push their ultimate goal, which is the sexual and gender agenda. They are running roughshod over public schools with every sexual idea and gender idea they can come up with. They threaten social destruction to anyone who gets in the way. Maybe some of you have been threatened with this or you have fear. If a school employee disagrees with this indoctrination in a meeting or publicly, they fear social and economic destruction. Yeah. I talked to two staff members, members a couple days ago told me this. They do not want to lose their job, and so they go along to get along. They fear they have a few years for retirement. They're paying for their kids' college education, so they just go along to get along. I understand where they're coming from, but today my family and my daughter Kylie, the recipient of this LGBTQ activist hate, which is amongst teachers and the, you, probably some, some of you in here, uh, want to remind you that everyone uh, can start to speak up against this indoctrination without fear of retribution. And you, this needs to be said to teachers. They need to be able to speak up about this. Yes. yes. From these activists who have a stronghold over the public schools. Predators. Because when you speak up, you are speaking on behalf of children with disabilities like our daughter who cannot speak for themselves. They're a bunch of predators. And my family will go on the record tonight and say flatly that the school needs to get out of the sex and gender business. Yes, I said it. Get out of the sex and gender business. There is money that is paid off of this, that raise money off of this. Yep. Doctors, butcher children. Well, the public school has strayed so far from its original mandate of reading and writing and math that you are violating the public trust. Let me say one other thing. There is a reckoning coming. Yes. That's right, folks. This is the type of activism we need. We'll be right back. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knee. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Last segment, welcome back. Non-compliant America, all over the map today. But I do want to emphasize the importance of waiting until election day to vote. 
And why is that so important? If you haven't seen 2,000 Mules, which I think most of you have, they are stuffing the ballot boxes in every way that they can, but they need to make sure that it's close so we don't have an uproar. So what they do is they match how many ballots are currently in, which is why they encourage early voting. And I talked earlier how I got an early voting text encouraging me to early vote. So they can start stuffing the ballot boxes. This is the entire game. I have never gotten a text message before that says, hey, you need you better get out there and go vote like your neighbor does. So you could be like a neighbor. Do I want to be like my neighbor? Eh, probably not. Well, my neighbors are pretty good people, but I'm just saying, I'm not somebody that walks in line with everybody else. I don't do what everybody else does. I do what I feel is right. I do what I feel is just, whether anybody's with me or not. I was one of the only people walking around the downtown capital of Oregon without a mask on. Me. I was one of the only people. And don't think that I forget that because that's the kind of person that I am. I've encouraged everybody I was around, all my friends and family, everybody. Hey, dude, take off your mask. It doesn't work. Take off your mask. It doesn't work. Take off your mask. It doesn't work. Don't get the vaccine. They're going to roll out a vaccine. Hey, they're going to threaten us with the vaccine in order to get back to normal. Hey, they're going to do this. I promise you I was on Stacey Ann's show. DHS was being sent to my house. Kate Brown threatened to take away my two-year-old at the time. Kicked in the door with four uh, they didn't actually kick in the door, but there were four or five DHS workers, big ones, that surrounded my kid's mom and bullied her and 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 got crazy with some of the conversations that we're having and basically threatened to take away her kids over things that I was saying on the radio. The key, the key is calling Kate Brown a dictator, governor, tyrannical. Uh, if it's down, if it's brown, flush it down. We all know. We don't care. Notice she's hiding. She's not even around anymore because it's all about the. Uh, Tampax, Kotex, you know, and Lion Drazen. To be honest with you, uh, after my last show, I looked into more stuff. I looked in the governor's debate. Uh, I actually like Betsy Johnson. And the basically the reason being is that she's really clear-cut and upfront. She actually gives real responses. You know, even though she's a politician, she's been in politics, everything else, I like that. Even if it's, she's saying things I don't like, I know for a fact that she will actually listen. We could potentially help Betsy and get good people around her to sway or encourage or maybe, you know, bring her to light. Potentially. Where Drazen, she don't even show up. Even on her, her own campaigns, she doesn't even show up till like the very end. And then she bows out. She won't ask any real hard questions. She won't meet with any of the real grassroots people. She's not a Republican, folks. She's just got an R next to her name. You know, so she's going to get in. They're going to install her. I already know that. But, you know, it just know it, the, the, the battle's not won that we got Drazen in. Drazen is riding a wave. A wave like these parents at this school board meeting are building and a part of. Like Ben Edel, things that Ben Edel's doing. He's involved in the wave. He's engaging with the grassroots groups, right? Drazen doesn't even show up. She's, she's a glad hand showboater, like what I call a George Bush Republican. In other words, not really a Republican, or at least what the Republican Party has become. She's the old guard 
Republican. Now, will she do good? Maybe. I don't know. Will she bring some hope into this state? Absolutely. Is that a good thing? Yes. But they're definitely going to install her, folks, because they, they know the activist groups are now getting off of their knees and starting to walk. We're not letting these transgender communist bullies, Black Lives Matter, Antifa bullies, predators, let's call them for what they really are, we're not letting them dictate us anymore. You want to dox us? Great. Come on over. Red Rover, Red Rover. We're ready for you. You cannot intimidate us anymore. And I'm very, very proud of the endeavors and how much suffering and strength these people have grown in this past couple of years. So on one side, yeah, you know, we're facing nuclear fallout, nuclear war. Now, granted, there's, that still may happen. It's a very strong possibility. They are going to escalate the war. Emergency, emergency. They are going to escalate World War III, hands down. Are we going to put up with it? I don't think so. Do we have a choice? I don't know. But the best thing that you can do right now is call your congressmen, call your governors, call all your public officials that you can and express to them that we don't want to go to war. We don't want another world war. Because what's happening, we're already in a financial collapse. We're already in a housing market collapse. We're in food shortage collapse, distribution collapse, diesel shortages. You've heard it on the press secretary talking about how there's only 25 days worth of reserves. And that was four or five days ago that was talked about. So they're going to starve us out. And if you're not ready, you better get ready right now. You better get ready today. If you're listening to this today, you should probably get ready tonight. And that means start making a list. You need a bug out plan. You need to definitely start reaching out to community people and people within your communities. Because when they shut down the streets, if they shut down the streets, you're not going to be able to drive across town to go get with your prepper buddy who lives out in the woods. Yes, that might be a long-term goal, but you also need to think about short-term. You also need to know who the people potentially in your neighborhood are going to be bullies and potentially try to ransack their communities when police aren't showing up anymore. And we're already seeing a, a, a slow rollback with police, right, on what they're responding to. Salem Police... Over the summer announced that they're not going to respond to petty crimes anymore, like thefts and different break-ins and burglaries. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Now, that might change. Maybe they're going to change. But they're cr trying to create a sense of fear because we're standing back on our feet and we're not letting these bullies bully us any longer. So what are they going to do? This is what you need to ask yourself. What are they going to do to try to get us to sit back down? How are they going to force us to sit back down when we're taking over their school boards? We're about ready to take over the House and Senate. We're about ready to take over the governorship. We will turn this state red. There's panic. There's national news all over it. I've seen the tea leaves. They are going to do it. 
you know, they say it's an endorsement to bring, you know, blumbering Biden to endorse Kotek. That was a death sentence to her political career. But she's such a puppet, she couldn't contest against it. Then Pelosi came to try to endorse her. We can't lose this state. We can't lose this stronghold. Rose City Antifa is our network. That's our main network based out of Portland. We can't lose them. We can't have a governor or potentially, you know, other public representatives going after our stronghold in downtown Portland with the murder rates up 267% homicide is up right now. Oh yeah, we can't have that. But anyways, folks, if I can get anything to you, please subscribe to my podcast at noncompliantamerica.com. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. You're listening to 104.3 KSLM 1220. Thank you very much for listening, and it's time to get prepared. Put the TV remote down. It's time to get ready, folks, because it's coming. Have a great weekend.